You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, release date the 22nd of August, 2021. You've parked among the VIP vehicles. We're invited. Well, there's a docking pad behind the Temple of the Golden Sun. Well, that's nice, but we're here now. The, uh, uh Torchwood Party? Zachary Crossflame. And I'm Chloe. <laughs> I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and welcome to another packed podcast of Big Finish Audio Dramaness. That's right, Dramaness. We've got the hyphens on here again, Nick. It says Big Fin. Oh, not the hyphens. The hyphens are back. This week, compare and contrast Jerry Anderson's Stingray and Torchwood's Empire of Shadows. I've got rid of hyphenation. Uh, We begin with our review of the reviews, chatting about Gallifrey Time War 4. Hear your Lord President. Following that, we almost literally dive behind the scenes with Stingray from Anderson Entertainment and live now at bigfinish.com. Anything can happen in the next half hour. In fact, you need to say that, Nick. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Spot on, mate, spot on. Yes, my voice comes with its own distortion. Its own cigar. As night follows day, you won't be surprised to hear it'll be time for listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. More behind-the-scenes goodness as we talk to international movie star Sean Parks about returning to his role as Zachary Cross Flane in Torchwood, Empire of Shadows. I'm Sean Parks, and I'm playing Zachary Crossflame. And naturally, the Randomoid Selectrotron is ready and waiting to be fired up to give us a genuinely random selection of a random Big Finish release, for which we then give you a 25% discount. What, as we so often say, is not to love? It's beautiful. The Royal Carcanet of the Drashani Empire. Piranha Fish. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I, love I, those. I wouldn't love them, you know. No, it'd be get... the last thing you'd love, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, don't... don't... Don't get too close. And finally, we round things off with a free 15-minute drama tease from Torchwood, Empire of Shadows. The Emperor consulting the Torchwood Archive. We are honoured. Um, Stingray. 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 It's, it's out now. It's there. What fun that was. That was a, a real... It's really lovely to first and foremost record it with everybody so many talented people in there so much love and so much appreciation uh, for the original wasn't there from all the cast so many talented people and me (laughs) (laughs) well it's just nice because the thing that's always nice I'm sure you'll you'll say this I do apologise there's some hammering going outside spectacular fence hammering I'm having some fencing done outside um, but the thing that I'm sure you'll agree Nick and it's always lovely is when actors do the research and they, they come back and they say oh, I watched this and I noticed this about the voices and I've noticed that they do this and you think you didn't have to do that but you know you could have watched five seconds of it and been like oh it's that voice but the fact that, that there's so much love went into totally. this is yeah. so nice um, it just, it's just a lovely a lovely production yeah yeah, very nice, very nice, and um, we're going behind the scenes with it later. So, so that would be good, wouldn't it? That'd be good fun. Yeah, yeah, good fun. There. Uh, time now, of course, for us to look at the latest reviews. And this week, as promised, it's Gallifrey Time War Four. Hear your Lord President, your Father, as you make this great sacrifice. From Big Finish Productions, Gallifrey Time War, Volume 4. When two mighty armies bend the constellations to become their battlefields, a warrior must decide. We tried to turn back the tide, but failed. Our friends have been taken, one by one. So what is left for us to do? Run? Hide? It does not sit well with a warrior to run. But sometimes, it is the only choice. Or, we can resist. But what of the lost, those who fall in battle? Are they condemned to rise time and time again? To take arms against an enemy who never rests? History is written by the winners. In a time war, That history can be rewritten by the losers. No one's truly gone until they're gone from memory. Farewell, my friends. 
Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Time War into the search pane at the top and watch as a universe of possibilities opens up before you. Yeah. Like a sort of bit of paper. You know when you scrunch paper up and then it oh, yes. slowly opens because, do you know what I mean? Yes, Making I do, it, yeah. Like yeah. that. That's a universe of possibilities. Yeah. Apparently. Just hit my microphone. Sorry about that, offense. That's the universe of possibilities as well. Uh, WhoReview.com, Daniel Mansfield says, After three years and four box sets, the Gallifrey Time War series comes to a close. And what an ending. This set contains four very different stories, but each is strong and pushes the overarching... Uh, narrative onwards in a meaningful way. Uh, each and every one of the actors involved gives it their all. Ewan Morris's music is fantastic and director Scott Hancock brings everything together with flair. Overall, the series ends on an absolute high. Recommended. Hi. Oh, yes. Uh, IndieMacUser.co.uk Michael Golonetsky says in terms of the script and writing every big aspect of what makes Gallifrey so great as a series both in and out of the Time War is given one last moment to shine 9 out of 10 well, coldbox.co.uk, Ian McArdle says, The set employs an interesting structure, presenting three contemporaneous... Is that a te- contemporaneo- contemporaneous stories? Contemporaneous. Contemporaneous stories. Sounds like a dinosaur. Uh, which deliver our heroes to their fates in the finale, each with some exploration of their character along the way, uh, into positions which uh, either extract them from the narrative or line them up for what we know is to come. No spoilers here, but this is is all skillfully done. In Twitterological circles, uh, at Dr. Tock says, um, Dr. Tock? Hmm. Uh, at Scott Hancock listened to Gallifrey Time War 4 today. At Big Finish knocks it right out of the park. Yet again, <laughs> Well done. He said, oh, I don't know whether I can say that word here, but anyway, well, well done. Yeah. Well, Crow Late on Twitter says, Holy moly. I love it when people say holy moly. Uh, just finished Gallifrey Time War 4. What a brilliant set of stories. I'm constantly blown away by these stories. <laughs> but big finish. Y'all better not hurt Narvin. Well, we can't <laughs> promise anything. Uh, at Tom Housen, the 1218 says Gallifrey Time War 4 from at Big Finish by at Lisa McMullen, at Lou Morgan, and at the Dale Lou. And Matt, it's Matt Fitton and David Llewellyn, anyway. Is an epic conclusion for this phenomenal series! Exclamation mark. The stories are so also creative and beautifully written. The cast is absolutely mind blowing. This range has simply been breathtaking. It's actually been simply, but I feel it's the same sort of thing yeah, yeah. well oh hurrah uh, oh, on twitter no. <laughs> it, it just always, sarcastic it sounds so sarcastic oh, oh hurrah oh hurrah uh during during the various lockdowns big finish has been my default soundtrack and they go out running i was so <laughs> stoked for today's release stoked uh for the release of gallifrey time war 4 that i ended up doing a four hour run just to get through it all God can't move now totally worth it hashtag big finish problems i'm sorry <laughs> i couldn't resist oh hurrah sounds good i hope you recovered from the wrong keep stay hydrated that's what i recommend yes yeah, that was a lovely review but a beautifully read as oh hurrah oh hurrah uh, that's it for the reviews this week more next time when we take a look at torchwood drive as opposed to torchwood garage um you know so it varies where you live Coming up soon, it'll be listeners' emails, but first we go behind the scenes with Stingray. Stand by for action! We are about to launch Stingray! It's no whale, unless it swallowed a tin Jonah. The scanner dial says it's metallic. Could be one of Titan's mechanical fish. Cut to cruising rate. Stand by for defensive action. I don't think it's a terror fish, Troy. It's stationary and in open water. 
I get what you mean. Titan's aquafibians will be coming in to attack us mighty fast, or skulking in ambush behind a rock outcrop where our scanners couldn't pick them up. Could be an uncharted wreck, although they're mighty rare these days. We'd better log. What is it, Marina? Marina suddenly gripped his shoulder and pointed eagerly ahead. Hi, I'm Andrew Clemens. I'm the producer of Stingray Operation Icecap. I was introduced to Stingray probably about a year after I first saw Thunderbirds, and, you know, it was amazing to realize that these things were made by the same group of people, and, hey, look, this is, this is kind of like Thunderbirds, but it's different, and, oh, it's not a 50-minute story, it's a 25-minute story. Even now, I'm amazed that they could fit so much, you know, story and character and excitement into a 25-minute television episode and still have it be memorable and exciting all these years later. Hello, my name is Wayne Forrester and I play Phones, X20, Lieutenant Fisher and Professor Fedden in Stingray, Operation Icecap. I'm also the story narrator. Some of you may know me from some other Anderson productions, such as New Captain Scarlet. I played Captain Scarlet in that. Uh, Space Precinct, I was in that. Played various uh, latex-clad aliens of the week. Great fun. Uh, I've recently also been in First Action Bureau and Zero X, and I was the narrator of uh, the audiobook Gemini Force Ghost Mine. I'm Mark Silk, the voice of Troy Tempest. The thing that I remember most about when I first saw Stingray is it looked incredible, but it sounded stunning. Before you even really saw anything on episode one of Stingray, the first thing you hear is, stand by for action and then the ocean explodes. This amazing sound effect. Then you hear, it turns out to be Commander Shaw say, we're about to launch Stingray. And then Barry Gray's score goes nuts. This wasn't your regular TV show. The character voices, the performances in Stingray were so good. You listen to Don Mason's performance as Troy Tempest. It was brilliant. It was played pretty straight, really, with a little bit of eyebrow. I'm Jules DeYoung, and I play Atlanta. I first caught on to all things Jerry Anderson when I had the privilege of working on the new Captain Scarlet. And I remember just peeling apart, you know, one property after another, realizing this huge catalog behind all the genius that is and was Jerry Anderson. Stingray is just another classic. Jerry just couldn't help himself. Hello, my name's Samuel Clemens, and I'm the director of this episode of Stingray, Operation Icecap. I uh, am a fan of uh, Stingray. I uh, obviously remember all of, uh, I think, the Jerry Anderson canon from being, uh, being a kid and watching them, I think, on reruns um, as, a, as, as a young boy. And I remember sort of them, uh, you know, the... Stingray and I remember obviously Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet and sort of as a kid they for me they kind of were like in the same universe obviously and um and I always whenever they came on I, I they just totally hook hook line and sinkered me because the stories were so epic. Hello I'm Nick Briggs and I am playing uh the Mighty Titan and Commander Shaw. I honestly can't remember when I first heard of Stingray, but I remember being very thrilled about it when I was a kid. I was born in 1961, so, you know, I remember when it first uh, came out and I was standing by for action with everyone else. Hi, my name is Ben Page, and I adapted the John Thaden novel Stingray into Stingray Operation Icecap. And I also played the Aquafibians. So before this project, uh, I had never read these books. I had heard of them as a longtime Anderson fan, but living and growing up in America, it's really hard to get a hold of copies of these books. So I never, uh, never had a chance to read them. So I saw it as an opportunity to experience a whole new section of fandom that I hadn't delved into before. My characters in this uh, story are uh, that, well, I'm playing, you know, the chief of the bad guys and the chief of the good guys, uh, Titan. Um, uh, you know, I just, uh, 
I think I started impersonating Titan from a very early age, getting that voice back, back in the back of her throat. And he has an unquestioning belief in his own superiority and his right to crush the wasps. <laughs> um, and Commander Shaw, I think I... He uh, is this kind of really rough and tumble, he's been through it all kind of a guy. Yeah, I really enjoyed trying to recreate the character of Phones for this series. It was originally created by uh, Robert Easton. Uh, He has a very distinct voice. Uh, Remember, Jamie sent me a lovely clip of Robert being interviewed in which he said that he actually used the same voice uh, for Phones as he did for his character Sparks in the film Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. I think Peter Laurie was also in that as well. Uh, Phones has a a southern drawl, which uh, uh, lends his character a lovely kind of upbeat, unflappable sort of positive quality. Uh, And also there's a great kind of musicality to his voice as well, Um, as well as a sort of kind of a cat, sort of a catch in his voice. So I I sort of try to find the musicality in it, and, and that really helped me sort of find the key to the character. His voice tends to um, sort of rise in each sentence almost unexpectedly. Uh, like, uh, for instance, he'd say, uh, Fasting missiles, try. Artistically, I, I don't think I was deliberately put into a box when it comes to portraying Atlanta. But as soon as I, you know, really dug into Lois's interpretation and and her style, it, it was so of the moment. I mean, it was just such a gem. I couldn't help but try to get as close to her as I possibly could. The challenges of directing a project like this are, I think there's a, a couple. One is trying to be as authentic as you possibly can to, I suppose, the fans um, who love the series, the original series, and trying to capture that spirit. But at the same time, try and inject something a little bit new. Uh, we've got, obviously, different uh, voices and actors doing those voices, and I think it's it's it, you've got to be fair to them to allow them not to just do a complete caricature or a, a copy of that performance, but, you know, tip the cap to it, but take it in, in their direction to make it their own. I'm no match single-handed for a shoal of Titan Terrorfish. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Stingray into the search pane and watch out for Sting Missiles. So Nick, what's it time for now? It's listeners' emails. That's right, you don't need to send missiles in order to uh, to send us an email. You can just send us an email. It's, it's a lot safer. Um, it certainly isn't as expensive. Saves on all kinds of uh, horrible fees. If you want to email us, all you have to do is send it to podcast.bigfinish.com and we will see it, read it, and uh, maybe feature it. Uh, first up, we've got one here from Adam Graham, sent on the 30th of July. Uh, the subject of this one is Encore, Encore. Um, dear Nick and Ben, uh, I just finished Jago and Lightfoot series 14 and wanted to say how much I appreciated Big Finish giving us a chance to experience this final season. The series was a lot of fun. The 13 full cast series plus specials really is quite a legacy and this was just icing on the cake and so much fun to listen to. Uh, one thing I thought when listening to the audiobook is that there really could be more Jago and Lightfoot audiobooks. Oh. Jago and Lightfoot have been so fully realised for listeners that we know them just as well as the Doctors on television. If you did an audiobook, uh, it'd be a great to have one read by Lisa Bowman where Ellie had to, a lot to do. Oh, yeah. Um, Regardless, Jago and Lightfoot is truly one of the best audio series ever made, and whether this is the final bit of it uh, or not, uh, whatever it does end, it'll leave fans wanting more. So thanks to all involved. Best regards, Adam Graham. Sent whilst doing my hourly refresh of the Jago and Lightfoot range on Big Finish website. A little asterisk there saying, not really, uh, don't call the bandwidth police. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely review. 
Nice, nice. Well, I mean, that's something to consider. It depends how popular that one was, I suppose. Uh, but Jago and Life are always very, very popular and much beloved by all. Next up, uh, here's a lovely one from David and Deborah Paulson, um, sent to various addresses at Big Finish, including the podcast address, also sent to the sales team as well, and inquiries. A big thank you to you all at Big Finish is the subject line. Dear everyone who has helped sort out the issue with my purchases and Nick and Benji, thank you so much for your rapid and thorough response to solving subscription issues I posed through your inquiries contact. As a long-time subscriber to Big Finish, I really appreciate the warm and professional customer service that your company provides. On the few occasions I've needed to make contact over many years, my issues have always been resolved quickly and with no fuss. I reckon that you all deserve 15 out of 10 for customer service, professionalism and, of course, product. I included Nick and Benji in this email, as you all deserve a public shout-out. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, so big shout out to Cheryl and the team in the warehouse. Big Finish has provided me with many weeks of entertainment and joy, probably months if you string everything I've listened to together, probably, yeah. My Big Finish experience began with the Doctor Who monthly range and has continued across most, if not all, of your product ranges. Uh, the quality of your work meets a truly high standard, as is evidenced by the actors and writers you have been able to draw in to bring your stories to life. When you put the product and dedication to customer service together, you make a huge positive contribution to so many lives around the world. Be proud of it. Oh, that's lovely. We are. We are proud. Thank you. Thank you. And things just keep getting bigger and better, both with capital B's for emphasis, emphasis. I can't wait to see what you have coming up next. Well, like everyone else, I simply have to be patient. That is correct, David. Um, and... Uh, since it's, I was just about to read the same paragraph again, we'd be stuck in a hysteretic loop. Um, uh, chronic hysteresis, I think, is the term used in Megalos. Time loop, basically. <laughs> um, uh, since it seems to be an occasional thing to throw in a suggestion for future products, I'll put in my bid for an audio series of. Professionals. Wow. Wow, wow. The wonderful 70s Brian Clemens television show with Martin Shaw, Lewis Collins, and the brilliant Gordon Jackson, who ba I, I met him. Did I ever tell you that? No, I you didn't. Gordon. I did meet Gordon Jackson, and he was such a lovely man. Did he say, Oh, body. Och man, och man. No, he um, um, he probably did say och, uh, but he, he was doing a commercial, and I was uh, on the production crew. Uh, and I had to sort of welcome him in and stuff. I think I was doing playback, playback of something. For, anyway, he was terribly nice. I seem to remember he was quite small, though. He was much smaller than I expected. Really? Yes, he arrived in a small matchbox and we just... No, no not that small. Uh, it would be a great <laughs> follow-up to The Avengers and your other stories from that era. Thank you all so much once again. Stay safe and well. From one of your faithful, brackets, Australian, close brackets, subscribers, David Paulson. P.S. So hard to pick favourites as the whole range is great. Doctor Who will always be number one. However, I was so happy when you were able to pick up the Omega Factor. I loved the original series when it was broadcast over here and was so pleased to hear the story continued and expanded through your audio plays and audiobooks. I have them all, smiley emoji. It's funny, actually, mentioning um, the professionals, because mm. uh, on this edition of Stingray, uh, in the recording, whenever um, yeah. we record with Wayne Forrester, yes. uh, he's, he's always doing his his uh, professionals impressions, and it's just always so <laughs> Why funny. Why does he do that? Do I have no idea, but he's always, you know, don't fancy yours, mate. I can't do it, but he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's so good, of course, as well. Um, you Did know, you do uh, Gordon Jackson as well? I'm sure he could. I don't know. I'm sure he could. Of course, yeah, Stingray as well, uh, directed by Sam Clemens, son yes. of Brian Clemens. So it's Indeed. a bit of a Clemensy sort of uh, affair. Here. I know Sam would love for us to do the, the professionals. I think there are various rights issues, though, tied up with other things. But anyway. No, you never know. You never know. Bag's doing the music, though, just so okay. I can have the drums. And all those sorts of things, you know. <laughs> 
Um, right, this one here is from Daniel Hughes. He says, stop making that noise. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> uh, subject this one is 50 years. 50 years. Um, hello, Nick and Benji, or Jamie. It's Benji this week. Uh, I trust Benji had a good break from the podcast, although I've missed the bantering between you and Nick. Well, we're bantering here bantering, right bantering, now. Bantering, bantering, bantering. Bibbly bobbly boo boo. Uh, I've recently pre ordered the Peladon box set, uh, mm. having loved the previous Peladon stories, both on screen and audio. Uh, hepesh. Um, however, I do wonder <laughs> I if pardon. they're. Uh, Bless you. Uh, thank hepesh. you very much. Uh, <laughs> hepesh! Hepesh! <laughs> Harun. Um, I do wonder if there are any <laughs> considerations for a 50th anniversary story slash stories planned for the Ogrons. No complications. Um, <laughs> the Sea Devils. Uh, um, the Mutts and Chronovores. Nick, you can take this one. Uh, I don't know. What, are the, what do the Chronovores sound like? I have no idea. I can't, that's why I gave it to you. I was like, yeah, yeah, fa- thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mutts in Chris was dying. That's very Morbius. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I'm aware of the Sea Devils being in a future Fourth Doctor story. Yes, they but are. I was yes, wondering they are. if there was something planned for their 50th anniversary. King regards Daniel says here. King regards. I'm sure it's meant to say kind, but I like King regards. Very regal. I you feel. imagine sitting on a big thing. King regards. King yes, regards with a scepter. Uh, that's <laughs> it for this week. Uh, guess what? More emails next time. Keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com. And just a reminder that we'll be dramatizing you with Torchwood Empire of Shadows at the end of this podcast. But first, let's delve behind the scenes with it, talking to the amazing Sean Parks. Touching down now. Now. Well, the smallest craft here. Torchwood isn't what it used to be. Isn't what it used to be. Torchwood party, Torchwood party. I'm Sean Parks, and I'm playing Zachary Crossflame. Hello, I'm uh, Amanda Shadeko, and I'm playing Chloe. Would you like to say something obvious about the city? No, just land us. You are dying to say something. No. Well, through the protective plasma dome. That amphitheatre is immense. Knew it. Well, um, I see him as a, a bit of a um, an Indiana Jones type character. He turned up in the second series um, of the of the new lot with David Tennant's Doctor and Billy Piper in the Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit, and um, they were mining for something that they knew not what. And uh, for anyone who's seen the two episodes, obviously it's uh, it's a bit of a roller coaster ride. But yes, he works for Torchwood. That plasma dome is... Here we go. Amazing. Terrifying. I mean, if it fails, we'll dissolve in acid rain. You'll dissolve. My skin allies will resist the rain for 300 years. Well, we can't all be synths. No. (laughs) So on paper, she is um, a synth. uh, But uh, I think in this story, uh, she's very much is uh, Zachary's like support and partner um, in this adventure. She's very smart, very um, quick uh, on the ball. And um, she's, um, although she is a synthetic life form, she is someone who can really hold her own and- A computer with a heart. Yes. Oh my God. Great analogy. I feel like everyone needs a synth like Chloe. An ood would have been better. You have introduced yourself. Now kindly stop addressing me. (laughs) Let's tell you, Chloe. Research, um, I bought two episodes of Doctor Who last night. I'm not too sure I was in the country when Torchwood came out, to be fair to me. Um, So I have to say, what I know of Torchwood is um, is from the original Ood episodes. But look at this. It's like the old times. The Emperor consulting the Torchwood Archive. I haven't seen the ones with Sean in, but I have... Um, I, the episode that you were in, in terms of Doctor Who, I have seen, the, is it The Satan's Pit? That was one of my... Um, I really like that episode. And because um, uh, David Tennant and Billy Piper were kind of my doctor, like when I was uh, younger. And um, I think I maybe started the first few... Well, the first season of Torchwood, so I've still yet to kind of delve into that. But I, I do have a kind of a good knowledge of 
that world and there have been many different types of robots and you know things like that within within that world and I think um, with this I think it, it was good not to do too much research because you want to bring the you know your own personality and character to to the role um, and also you know she is a synth but you want to make sure that she's three-dimensional and um, has a bit of flavor Perhaps we can bring you out of the shadows again. <laughs> I haven't to date... Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. No, I haven't done any sequels. So I've never brought a character back in my whole career, ever. Not even a second series. Like, like not even... I do, you know, I've never done series two of something. I've always kind of done one series and then they cancelled it so go figure but don't blame me um so that was interesting that definitely was interesting having to go back and because because never haven't never having had to do that before as i've said uh and I've, yeah, I've enjoyed it because doctor who was always i had fun i knew david i knew russell uh, when we did it already uh the the the, the two doctor who episodes um I got a card with my picture on, which was a power card for the kids because, um, you know, those those cards, trading cards, I got my own card. It's, <laughs> there was a moment back there where um, I was flying spaceships. I was rescuing people in ships and um, I was working with every Doctor Who in the land. It was weird. I worked with a Doctor Who, I worked with a guy Oh, and then he became Doctor Who. And then what happened was, the next thing that happened was, I worked with a guy, and then the next job he did was Doctor Who. So they did call me the Doctor Who maker for a moment back there. I work with David and then I work with Matt Smith. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Empire of Shadows into the search pane to enjoy this one. Uh, just another reminder that we'll be dramatising you with the first 15 minutes of Torchwood Empire of Shadows for free very shortly. But before that... <gasps> It's the Randomoid Selectatron. <laughs> Certainly is, that's right. We give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What you got? Well, we have come in... Oh, no, I've lost the page. He's uh, lost the page! I've lost the page, man. I've lost it. I'll have to fire it up again. Um, here we go. Yeah, what we got? Come on. We came up with Toby Haydoke's Who's Round 11. The Keys it. of Mariner's Special. Check that one out. That's not what you get discount for. Um... Toby Haydock, now star of Coronation Street, of course. He is, yes. Fergus in Coronation Street. What a mm. what a cool gig. Um, we've got Doctor Who, yeah. The Acheron Pulse. Yes. 166, written by Rick Briggs. Uh, not Nick Briggs, Rick Briggs, starring Colin Baker, uh, James Wilby and Kirsty Besterman. Great cast. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Acheron Pulse. The royal carcanet of the Drashani Empire. Do not move. You are president of the law. If you disobey, you will die. We're all old ale at the banquet tables of the afterlife. The hour's now upon us to collect that debt. The archers, grandmother. They sent another storm pigeon. Together, we'll undo the errors of my father's generation. The great houses of Gadderal and Sorsha will be united, as they were always meant to be. Sawtooth Dremoreels on my blessed bones! Why did it have to be Dremoreels? We will obey our Lord the Redwall. The Tushani Empire will be erased. The Doctor will be abandoned. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Yes, I'm betting this was directed by Barnaby Edwards. I'm just guessing. Let's have a look. Is it that cast? Ken Bentley. Ken Bentley. Wow. He's you've, got just lost, you've just lost a pack of Rolos, I'm afraid. <laughs> Goodness me. Great cast. James Wilby. He's a real. I was just watching um, Gosford Park the other day. And he is, of course, like every other great British actor in that film. Uh, it was that, like the forerunner of um, 
Downton Abbey, except less trashy. Uh, a Robert Altman movie. Very good. Anyway, James will be in that. Um, James will be in that. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I met James Wilby at this time. Must have turned up to the recording to this one. Of course, yeah. Written by Rick Briggs. Do, I, I don't have to tell the Rick Briggs story again, do I? You can do if you want. That he won our comp- script writing competition. Oh, this one. This is. The, yeah. I know this story. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, and you know, everyone thought it was just me, and I changed. <laughs> one letter from my name and I, there was a moment where we seriously considered not awarding him first prize as it were because his name was so similar to mine we thought no 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 that's completely unfair he's won it fair and square and it doesn't matter if his name's uh, similar <laughs> to mine anyway he wrote a couple of scripts from us I don't think he's written any more recently but uh, uh, Matt Fitton was one of the runners up to that competition and, and look at him now look at him now yeah 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 this story's also got um, Jane Slaven in it as well Wow, that must have been one of her earliest things, surely. Very well, this is 2012 this was recorded. Mm. And so, in fact, let us have a look, because with the Big Finish website, you can, in fact, um, find out what people were in. So her first... It was her second, her second. Wow. Her first was The Lost Stories of the Fourth Doctor, and her second was this one. So there we go. Good Lord. The first of many... Yes. First of many, uh, and if you want to access that one, it's so simple. Nick, you you get emailing the uh, oh yes, I'll email Jackie. And, uh, yes. To, uh, so all you have to do is to go to bigfinish dot com, go to podcasts on the menu. When you're on there, click read more, uh, and then in the blurb underneath this current podcast, it'll say just click here and enter the code buck up. That's buck up b u c k u p no spaces, just capital letters, no punctuation, uh, nothing, just just nothing else don't add anything else um, and you'll get your 25% off absolutely great way to fill those shelves when you, you know you suddenly think oh I've not got that one now I can I can get it and I can save money doing so it's a no-brainer it's, it's a great thought it's be- beautifully put Benji I think thank you very much thank you very much uh, thanks Ran uh, next week's podcast is a third doctor special looking back at a range of stories that I've been very closely associated with. Uh, There are so many exciting plans for new Third Doctor stories coming up that I thought it would be an appropriate time to delve into what's already on offer and maybe encourage a few of you who haven't joined in to to join in the fun. Behind the scenes, uh, trailer teasers and star interviews galore. Nice. Well, just time to thank you, yes you, for listening to this here Big Finish podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Join us next time as we hop aboard our sprightly yellow roadster and head off to the scientific research station being infiltrated by monsters or, well, something like that anyway. It's usually along those lines, isn't it? Attack of the Killer dustbins or something. Uh, We'll be seeing you soon, so uh, I suppose, Nick, we should improvise a goodbye. So here's me improvising a goodbye. That's my improvisation. Just say goodbye a lot. Just why, 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 why not? Time now for Torchwood Empire of Shadows, starring Sean Parks. Salitris, where my late mother, the lamented Empress, died in exile. Not far now. I could have told you that. But the planet's there. It's on the view screen. Died among these ruins. Surrounded by the statues of forgotten kings. Well, how acidic is that rain? Would you like a precise answer? It was an exclamation, that's all. It always rains on Salitris. But my mother will not be forgotten. Your presence today ensures that. Would you like to say something obvious about the city? No, just land us. You are dying to say something. No. Well, through the protective plasma dome. That amphitheater is immense. Knew it. Today, we open my mother's empirical library. Every document about her gathered here from across the empire. Touching down now? Well, the smallest craft here. Torchwood isn't what it used to be. An eternal celebration of my mother. 
inaugurated by the most powerful people in the Empire. And us. Yeah. Why does the Emperor want to talk with here? Amazing. Terrifying. I mean, if it fails, we'll dissolve in acid rain. You'll dissolve. My skin aloes will resist the rain for 300 years. Well, we can't all be synths. No. <laughs> Here comes your red carpet welcome. You've parked among the VIP vehicles. We're invited. Well, there's a docking pad behind the Temple of the Golden Sun. Well, that's nice, but we're here now. The, uh, uh, torturer party? Zachary Crossflame. And I'm Chloe. Not that you care. Is its memory set to wipe in ten hours? <sighs> it's? You really don't care. Its memory? <sighs> yes. Well, that's the NDA adhered to. Still, an ood would have been better. The process is not as efficient with an ood. Also, Zachary is fond of Ood. You have introduced yourself. Now kindly stop addressing me. <laughs> Just told you, Chloe. <clears throat> Actually, he meant both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'll lead you to your waiting area. Tonight, we bring the great city of Salitris back to life. In honor of my mother who walked these empty streets alone for so many years. We will remember her. Here, the darkest hour of the Earth Empire happened. Her enemies ambushed us in this amphitheater where they they made her watch as a young guard marched up and killed her children. Just to ensure there was no... There would be no continuation. I survived. Fought my way to the edges of the Empire, and she lived her remaining years in exile. You flew here in your chauffeur-driven spa ships. I piloted myself. I've always made my own way. I may not be the emperor you want. Too rough and too ready. Too many years on the draconian border. But if my mother could see me, she would smile. Hmm. We're in a storeroom. Along with other unwanted things. The storeroom to a gift shop. Would you like me to steal you a t-shirt? Oh! Oh! No, I've, I've got that one of the Empress already. Do you, Patriot? These are all of Emperor Murdovin. Oh, and coasters for drinks. Are you doing a full stock take? Oh, I did one when we entered the room. I'm making conversation. <laughs> I see. Perhaps you remind me of it tomorrow, as I will not remember it. Look, uh, I'm sorry about that. Of course you are. But we both know you won't go through with it. The order came from the Emperor. So... Yes, but there are limits to even your loyalty. No, there aren't. Besides, it's not like you're any more valued than me. There was a time when Emperors relied on Torchwood. We couldn't put them on the throne. But we could keep them there. The Torchwood Archive knew about the plan coup against the Empress, but she didn't listen to our warnings. And you're hoping Emperor Murdovin will make Torchwood important again? Yes. By sitting you in a room full of t-shirts and... Ooh, mugs. No! Oh, give me one. We can toast the Emperor. Toast? It's an old Earth expression to celebrate by touching two drinking cups together. Ah. See? To the Emperor! <laughs> 
<clears throat> oh, uh... Are you quite finished? Should we be embarrassed? Just come this way. The... the Emperor will see us now? No. This room is needed by the cleaners. <laughs> Princess, I hear you've freed all your ood. <laughs> well, they all vanished. Overnight. Terrible if the friends of the ood found out. Sometimes I too have to be polite to those I can't stand. Present company accepted, of course. Oh, look, they're bringing around the crock on a stick. Lord Basingstoke, don't hide behind the incense burner. Tonight is a night to celebrate. Fancy seeing you skulking under the gateway of eternity, the center point of the temple. Are you worried the place will fall in or just shy? Um. Of course, I wanted you here. You denounced the leaders of the coup. When it suited you. <laughs> My little joke. We're not here for the politics, we're here for the catering. They've made an old earth delicacy, profiteroles. Mm. Oh yeah, delicious. Of course, <clears throat> decent food is wasted on an ill-educated ruffian like me. Tell me, how are your slave farms? Uh, I, I, I think that's... <clears throat> if I may interrupt, your majesty. Of course you can interrupt me when you call me your majesty. What is it so far? The, uh, the package uh, you ordered has arrived. So discreet. Did you hear that, Basingstoke? Discretion. Safar here wouldn't even dream of mentioning your low opinion of me, or that you know I spent six months chained up in one of your molybdenum mines. Wouldn't it be embarrassing for me if that came out? Or for you? Who can say? Now, excuse me. I have, as you can guess, business to attend to. Enjoy another profiterole. Just spending the evening being moved around from one waiting room to the next. Would you like me to tell you about the canapes they're bringing round? No. It's just you haven't eaten all day. Yeah. And I know how you like Kronk. <sighs> but I won't know that tomorrow. You'll have to tell me again. Oh. <sighs> Am I interrupting? Oh, your majesty. Yeah, Murdovan, please. Sorry to keep you waiting. Winning over my loyal, loyal court. But look at this. It's like the old times. The Emperor consulting the Torchwood Archive. We are honoured by the invitation. I know my mother loathed Torchwood, but... The Institute warned her about the coup. And she paid for ignoring that advice. You lot were always very well informed. I bet you're wondering why I've stuck you in this side chapel. No! No! He was! How... candid your droid is. Yeah. The main temple was used for the grand ceremonies, but this chapel was where the priests came to make their private prayers. The powerful ones. Just as I am doing now. I am praying that Torchwood can help me. Torchwood's first loyalty... ...is to the Empire and the Emperor. There it is. I'd forgotten what loyalty sounds like. I'm so pleased you're here. The thing is, I'm afraid for my life. You're the best protected person in the entire Earth Empire. So was my mother, and she ended up on this heap. I'm sorry? She saw us all slain. She never knew I crawled away, fought my way out, and I'm still fighting. I think the plot has never went away, and I want, I need, Torchwood to find out who they are. We, we obey, obey your, your command. command. Well, of course you do. I am technically your boss. I mean, don't I pay for you? Yes. But... You were going to say you were going to protect me anyway. Nice. Listen, the move against me could happen at any moment. Hence all the subterfuge. If that lot out there knew I was consulting Torchwood, they may speed things up. No one saw you land, did they? No. Yes. Again, can. Move my guest ship, won't you? I had no idea robots were so tactless. I am observant. I can tell, for instance, that you are three years older than you claim to be. Ah. Everyone likes a youthful leader. You'll forgive me that. You're probably resentful that I ordered your memory wiped. Yes. I am sorry. But no one must know what happens here. Officially, we're here to open my mother's empirical library. All the data on her rule, including the only copies of the Torchwood archives on her. 
sealed in a great cobalt pyramid. Never to be accessed. Yes. You can guess what I'm going to ask. You want us to access them? Spot on. We are not allowed. The secrets of the Empire must be maintained. Not even to protect the Emperor? You come second to the Empire. That candor, again. Your Majesty... Oh God, don't be polite. I've got a whole party full of enemies if I want politeness. Now, listen. I'm running an empire of accountability, of reform. What use is Torchwood, huh? A secret order so painfully loyal to the Emperor they won't help save his life? Give me one good reason why I shouldn't shut you down. I'm sorry, but go on. I'm waiting. We'll go look. Zachary! You have my word. Splendid. Here's the seal of entry to the library, in case anyone tries to stop you. It's shiny. My mother was wrong about Torchwood. Once this is over, well, perhaps we can bring you out of the shadows again. <laughs> I'd best get back. Don't want them to start rumors I'm ill. Thank you. Please, do what you can. Save me. We should not be doing this. We are doing this. We should not. Relax. You won't remember it in the morning. Oh, too soon. <laughs> the information stored in the Great Cobalt Vaults is sacrosanct. They are indestructible, impregnable, and the data inside them is only to be made available to Torchwood. Are you going to read me the full terms and conditions? <laughs> the vaults contain the last wishes of the Mad King, the confessions of the guardians of the solar system, the darkness of the warring emperors. And no one apart from Torchwood has ever seen it. And maybe that's wrong. No, what we are doing is wrong and... Oh. What? They need us to open the vault. It can never be known we opened the vault. My memory is already set to wipe. What about you? Oh. Do you think the Emperor will have you killed? No. No, he wouldn't. He's a reformer. He, he won't. <laughs> would he? We could head back to the ship. He's our boss. Plus treason. Also, they have moved the ship. Yeah. Cobalt Vault it is then. Prime Minister, good of you to come. So pleased you could take over from your father. Elections are overrated. <laughs> Roast shank dog? Servitor. It's ignoring me. You'd never get that with an Ood. But still, Ood rights and all. Mind you, Ood nowadays have more rights than the colonists in your system. Perhaps you could do something about that, huh? Servitor. Forgive the delay, your majesty. Would you like? And now it's crashed. Who don't crash? Damn! Not now! Would you like a Canterbury? No, not now. Sister. 